So I'll tell you why I'm sad this week. Hmm. Well, you're just you're just assuming that I'm sad. It's well, I mean, I'm looking at you. You're sad, sack. Um, <laughs> the uh, the golf season is about to end. Yeah. And I've been enjoying. I'm actually actually going golfing tomorrow with Stan Lawrence, yeah. our old uh, buddy and pal. Uh, hasn't my wife actually asked you to go golf? Yes, and I, and I wanted to, but I couldn't on that right. particular day. She's not even asking me anymore. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. I can. <laughs> you she, know, she, the, she, go ahead. She just bought. So we got this big box yesterday, yeah. and um, so she bought golf clubs. Oh. Right. So Aaron, do you know how much golf clubs? Cost? <laughs> yeah, well, that is what's going to happen. So Aaron got the 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 delivery in front, brings it downstairs to Michelle, and opens it up and shows me the invoice. And she shows it to me, and she eye rolls. She goes, "That woman's obsessed." <laughs> she really, Your daughter said that. Yeah, about Michelle. <laughs> well, I've been golfing with my son, which is it's mm-hmm. fun because um, he is uh, my youngest son. Sean mm-hmm. is a, is a golfer. And he has this, uh, he does the Happy Gilmore as a tee-off. You ever seen that? You ever I mean, seen that movie? I've seen it. I don't remember his it's signature. The, uh, I'll, I'll have to show you. Well, I can't. I mean, he, he it's like a running start, yeah. a, a, like a like a hockey uh, slap shot. Yeah. And he, he uh, hits it. Uh, right down and Mig crushes it right down the far, really? right down the fairway and everyone as he's doing it and the T will say don't do it don't do it that way don't do it that way. oh <laughs> that's right. pretty good well you just did a whole character acting thing in front of me too thank you very nice thank work you. oh this is just beginning yeah. Minutiaman is up next but first listen to this other fine old pie show I'm Mark Vernon join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive the podcast where two regular car guys talk about what else cars we'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads what's happening in the industry and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades we guarantee it'll be fun informative and entertaining it's the Car Guys Report a Tony Lasano podcast an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, that's Oz. Yeah. Are you sweating? It looks like you're actually sweating from that little... <sighs> that little... Whew, whew, that little <laughs> you know, you presentation. Know that, I wonder how Adam Sandler does it in the film. The last time... Actually, the last time... I went golfing was with you. It was at, was it the... It's been that long since you went golfing? Oh, I haven't gone in several years. My favorite thing about those golf outings is that we would put you and Weiser mm-hmm. and Vince in yeah. the same foursome. Which was just hack Because the hack-a-thon. three of you were like, uh, uh, it was just so entertaining. <laughs> it was so entertaining. Like like Jim would hit the, he would hit the, uh, the snack bar and you would whiff like 30 times. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then if we did get a good shot, yeah, it'd be like, did you see that? Did you? <laughs> well, we got a lot to do. Yeah. We, let's we, let's, we got let's, a lot let's to roll do. here. Um, you got a Jenkins jingle handy? Um, I do. Um, right here. 
when you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! There's way too many Jenkins in there because I, I always start to talk and then there's another Jenkins. So Rick has a couple of very successful entrepreneurs like us. Yeah. Right? Um, we know that creating a viable and a thriving organization can be difficult. Yes. Right? Especially in the beginning, right? Sure. You know, we you know, we had a couple of missteps during the birth and growth stages of our business. Like we the, did. Like the time, and I don't want to get into specifics, but like the time <laughs> that for whatever reason still inexplicable to me is that you decided to Write a check to our credit card company for absolutely every dollar that we had in our bank. No, that is not a true story. Right. It was to the uh, the IRS. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. So, what is, yeah. do you? I, it, it, this was the Rick getting up at three in the morning. It was Rick, right. It was. Yeah. I, I just I saw you know it was in the uh, register there on the side. Yeah, you know yeah. how much we had in the account, and I just. <laughs> Wrote that number down. I have no idea why. And so I sent the, you know, like $13,000 to the IRS and we... Right. And then we got all these bounce checks. Did we ever get that money back? Yes, we did. It just took a while. Great. Yeah. Um, And do you also remember that in the beginning of our publishing career... We would send out books first class, and because we didn't know that there was this thing called media mail. I do. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we learn. Well, we're, we're very much trial and error entrepreneurs. <laughs> well, so I have some empathy for the people in our next story. Okay. Okay. Kabul faces blackout as Taliban forgets to pay their electric bill. Afghanistan's capital could be plunged into darkness as the winter sets in because the country's new Taliban rulers haven't paid Central Asia's elect- electric electricity suppliers. Unbelievable. Uh, or they haven't resumed collecting money from their uh, consumers. Obviously, Rick, they've got some problems with accounts payables and receivables. <laughs> oh, man, I thought you paid the bill. <laughs> it's very common with startups. Nothing I, to be alarmed. I by. was waiting for the red warning notice. <laughs> Since when has Jackie Mason been a telepod? <laughs> well, I probably doesn't get along with them very well. Uh, Daud Nurzay, who recently resigned from his position as chief executive of the Afghanistan's state power monopoly called... Duh, Afghanistan. It is called Duh, Afghanistan. Okay. Said in a recent interview with Al-Habrit magazine, the new regime simply doesn't know what they're doing. Before I left, I tried to make sure that everyone was aware of our internal processes, but no one seemed to care. Now they are on the brink of a humanitarian disaster. Not my fault. I told you, Tuesday is the day we pay the power bill. Wednesday is cable. (laughs) It sounds like the problem just could have been solved if... He would have just given the QuickBooks password, right? Yeah. To the, to the, right. Uh, and you know what else could be happening here? Uh, there could be like a head of payables now. Let's say some woman named Dorothy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who, judging by the Taliban, okay. it's not a woman, but okay. <laughs> okay. It's probably yeah. not named Dorothy either. Yeah. But she's probably, you know, that whoever's doing it is just a stickler for details and if they don't fill out the po's completely perfectly <laughs> right there's just i'm not paying this invoice you got yeah. the wrong vendor number here you, you know? I, I think that is just a uh, a common thing among all bureaucrats yeah. everywhere yeah it's just there's no- just somebody like 
Yeah, I'm not paying that. Uh, yeah. I told them that if we didn't do it by Thursday, right. it was going to cost more. Are they listening to me? They're not. Yeah. You know, if you spend a little less time with your rocket grenade right, launcher exactly. and a little bit more going Maybe over. Maybe a few less heads chopped off <laughs> yeah, yeah. and some uh, attention to detail. <laughs> right, right, right. Would it kill you to read a memo that I sent out? <laughs> you know what else? I bet the rocket guy, the rocket launcher vendor and the grenade vendors and the you know the the landmine member uh, uh vendors are looking at this and going oh shit i better get paid right right so oh because, yeah because i'm not going to get my commission right. if we don't get paid right yeah so, good point do you think like the guy who sells like the dirty bomb ingredients brings like cannolis and bagels to the top <laughs> probably sure i love these these are great companies. yeah well all right well hey thank you uh today's a big day in chicago i don't know if you know this but uh it's the 150th anniversary of the great chicago fire Mm. today i did not know um that entire city was burned down and when we were growing up we learned that it was a cow uh, a cow it was mrs o'leary's cow it kicked over a lantern started the fire well as it turns out it Hashtag probably, face news. Yeah, it fake probably news. wasn't the cow. There's no evidence that it was a cow at all. There was a cow in mm-hmm. a barn. A barn did start the fire. Well, wasn't there like some drunk named Pegleg Sullivan or something? Yes, that yes. Supposedly was involved? It's more likely that it was like a pipe or a, you know, yeah. a cigarette that was thrown into the haystack, haystack and started the fire. But uh, there's stories all over the place right now. But it made me think about um things that we always assumed were true in history that ended up not being true okay how many legends there are that uh we've been told that are untrue and so i have created a minutia men quiz mm. um let me get the uh audio for that because i think it's a law you're not allowed to play a minutia men without the minutia men quiz Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. Okay, so here it is. I'm going to give you five statements. Four of these are true, and one is not. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm looking for the fake one. You're looking for the one that is not true. Okay. Fortune cookies are not Chinese. Okay, I think that's true. Buddha was not fat. Hmm. Okay. Napoleon was not short. I think he was short. Jackie Kennedy did not climb on the trunk to retrieve Jack's brain. Well, it may not have been to... I saw her jump. I think I... All right, go on. I think I see that. Three kings did not visit the baby Jesus. Okay, so all of those things are things that we were taught, happened, and yet four of them did not. Which one did happen of those five things? Buddha, fat. Uh, Buddha was not fat. The popular image of the fat laughing Buddha with a big friendly belly is completely inaccurate. This is actually a 10th century folk hero in Chinese lore called Budae. The two have been confused over time. In fact, Buddha was an aesthetic who prayed under a lotus tree, eating almost nothing to achieve enlightenment. Okay. Um So all those fat Buddhas are lies. <laughs> uh, Jackie Kennedy? Jackie Kennedy is the correct one. I'll give you the other ones real quick here. The fortune cookie 
uh, despite being handed out in Chinese restaurants, uh, originated in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Um, Napoleon was recorded as five feet two inches, but that was in French measurements. He was actually five seven, which was slightly taller than the average Frenchman wow. at the time. Wow. Well, look at that. Um, and also, uh, Three Kings, one of the most retold stories of all time's account is not in the Bible. The Three Kings is not in the Bible. It says the kings might visit the baby and elsewhere three gifts were described, leading painters to draw the three kings with presents. That's what we remember. And there's no mention of Balthazar, Melchior, or Casper anywhere in the Bible. That's oh. just made up. Um, but Jackie Kennedy did climb onto the back of the Was car to retrieve his yeah. brains. The exploding shot sprayed blood and brain matter onto the two motorcycle patrolmen riding just off the rear side of the president's limo. And on top of the trunk was a large piece of JFK's skull. Jackie instinctively climbed backwards to retrieve it. She would return to the rear seat, cradling his damaged head, saying, Jack, Jack, they've killed my husband. I have his brains in my hand. Mrs. Connolly recalled Jackie saying this repeatedly. You know, everybody's saying how polarized our country is right now. And it is. Yeah. But. We had some bad years back in the 60s. We did. We did. They killed a president. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that was good. Uh, Reviews? um, Here's one from New Live 6711. Uh, The irreverence of David Letterman coupled with the intellectual prowess of Bill Maher. Look at that. Oh. Right. Their interviews are great. Do you watch Bill Maher? No, no. Is he HBO? Because I don't think we get HBO. I used he's to watch getting him. a little. I used to watch him. I just don't anymore. I don't ever watch him anymore. He's getting a little, a little crabby. Yeah, like yeah. remember Dennis Miller, who was just hilarious, and then he got stopped crabby. being funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. I wonder if that's a Bill Maher thing. But he's welcome on our show. Yeah, anytime, so, yeah. anytime. If you want to leave a review for us, which we would love, go on Spotify or Stitcher, Apple, or Apple, Apple. Podcasts, or anywhere you enjoy your yep. podcast. It wouldn't kill you. Yeah, it it helps us. And if and if you like Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo, backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Well, Dave, it's uh, time for us to dip mm-hmm. into our archives. Um, and this is a uh, segment that we call Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So it, this is almost hard to believe, but uh, 10 years ago this week was the first day that anybody heard Siri's voice. Really? So Siri has only been around for 10 years. Huh. Which, you know, it seems it like seems it's like a, forever. Right. Now, we are very lucky because we actually got to talk to Siri. The person that is Siri is uh, Susan Bennett, who is a voiceover mm-hmm. artist. And she told us the really fascinating way that they created Siri. And if you got a couple of minutes, uh, I'd like to play that for you. Sure. Do you mind? Yes. All right, here we go. Of course, Siri came out in 2011. And uh, we were all, all of us who'd done the, the types of recordings that became Siri, we had no idea. And so we were all just taken aback. It's like, I'm who? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you just went into a recording studio and recorded stuff. For, so the thing that 
is shocking to us is it seems like you have actually recorded every word in the <laughs> English language. Is that it? No, of course. Well, if, I know that's not true, but how in the world? Yeah, what'd you do? How long did this take? And, uh, you know, what did well, they ask you to do? Well, the recordings, the type of recordings that I did and, and all the other people that, that supply these digital voices like, you know, Alexa and Cortana, all the others, GPS systems, these are called IVR recordings, interactive voice response. And the scripts are really, really strange. Um, the first recordings that I did that became Siri, and by the way, none of us knew what we were doing. We thought we were just doing um, some sort of weird messaging for phone systems. And mine started in 2005. I worked four hours a day, five days a week for the month of July. And that was the basic vocabulary that became Siri. Now, those scripts were made up of these phrases and sentences that were created just for sound. Um, Because after the recordings were done, technicians and computers would go into the recordings and extract sounds reform them into new sentences and these are what ended up on our devices so we were saying nonsensical stuff like uh, fossa ask fossa ask fussy or schist fresh issue today hey, hold on you can <laughs> swear so, you can swear all yeah. you want if you want yeah. to say it so it was uh it was really really crazy yeah Wow, that is the coolest thing ever. Uh, and and like you said, you had no idea that you were going to be the voice of Siri. Do you remember the first time you like did, you know, did a friend of yours say, "Hey, by the way, I bought this new phone and you're on it?" I mean, how did you yeah, how did you know about it or or did they tell well, you? Well, the day that Siri appeared was October 4th, 2011. Yes, she's a Libra. Oh, oh okay. And a fellow voice actor emailed me and said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone app. Isn't this you? And I went, what? Wow. Wow. So I uh, I went on the Apple site and listened, and I said, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I'm Siri. How did this happen? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's wonderful. Now, do you... Uh, you know, might cut it off there, but it, we could have gone. What was my question? <laughs> I was great. What was my question? Uh, yeah, I think that that, um, and if I remember correctly, she is also the voice of some, like, a lot of airport. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot. Of, you know. She's done a bunch of stuff. But anyway, uh, we're really giving people minutiae this mm-hmm. week. We mm-hmm. promised it at the beginning of the show, and we are delivering. And we still have more to go, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a like a one-sentence uh, description of what your next story is going to be. Bad brand imagery. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, try to get a Beatles master's degree. Okay. And oh, we also have a celebrity story. Oh, there's so much more coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What do you get when you hear a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get Minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times and Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. You know, I don't like to brag. Actually, whenever whenever anybody says I don't like to brag, they're about to brag. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right? You yeah. Know? Or uh, when somebody says, you know, I don't want to tell you this, but they just tell you right. whatever it is. Right. Um, With all due respect, <laughs> yeah. it never includes right, right. actual respect. Right. I love her, but uh, again, I don't want to brag about our prowess, but we know a little a thing or two about product imagery and branding. Right. Right. Uh, well, there's a man in the show me state that could have used our help a couple of days ago. In the show me state is Missouri. Right. Missouri man selling catalytic converter online 
forgets to hide his meth in sales photo. <laughs> a Missouri man trying to sell a catalytic converter online has been arrested after a huge stash of meth and a syringe was spotted in the background of the photo he used for the advertisement. Wow. James Kurtz, 38, was taken into custody in Reed Springs on Wednesday after posting a photo of the catalytic converter he was selling on Facebook Marketplace. Kurtz evidently didn't notice that his huge stash of meth and a syringe is in the background. And here's a picture right here. Yeah. Look at that. That's it. That's, you know. yeah. But he got a lot of things right. Okay. The photo. I mean, the product is placed pretty well in the middle. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, a nice composition. No kempfer. It's not a kempfer driveway photo. No. But the, 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 you know, it's got a nice composition. It's centered well. Yeah. See that thing in the little right corner right there? That uh is um, what authorities think is about $6,000 worth of methamphetamine. (laughs) Stone County Sheriff, and I'm not making up Stone County, Doug Rader said that someone tipped them off to the drug stash soon after Kurtz posted the ad. Uh, Apparently, he he must have been under the influence because in the background of the picture he posted, he left the large bag of stash and syringe on the coffee table, and he now has a new place to live, and the catalytic converter is no longer for sale. So oh, sure. so he didn't even get to sell the catalytic no, converter? No, he didn't. Uh, now, have you ever sold anything on eBay? No. Okay. Well, we, you know, when your kids, granted, my kids didn't grow much, but you'd, you'd buy winter boots for them, and then yeah. after three times, they you know outgrow it. Yeah, I just throw them out. I, I, you know, I have so much respect for people that will take, you know, Put things on Craigslist or or uh, on eBay or whatever. That's just so much work. Well, and what and I remember doing it and making sure that the angles are completely correct and everything. And ch- because if you don't show an imperfection, then you get busted, and then you know they're all upset with you. But you do it and you do all this work for like making a dollar thirty after right. shipping. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I I don't do it. Well, I'm glad you've lorded your master's degree <laughs> over me one more time, but. Um, I just wanted to say something. There. The only thing that has stopped me from getting one, to, to just to shut you up, what a catalytic converter or a master's degree? A master's degree okay. is it's and it's the only thing. It's my inability to qualify for one. That's the only reason. But let me just tell you something. That's about to change, bub, because I'm heading to Liverpool University for my master's degree in the Beatles. No. They are now offering a master's degree. It's a year long course. The Beatles, Music Industry and Heritage, focusing on the shifting perceptions of the Beatles over the past 50 years and how the band's changing stories affected commercial sectors and the record business and tourism and things like that. So which Starbucks are you going to be using this master's degree at? It's only 19,000 pounds. (laughs) Which is what, 24 grand or whatever? I mean, that's that's a bargain. But, you know, the Beatles are worth over 110 million a year to Liverpool. And people just come there to see the, all the Beatles stuff, and it's all there. And so throughout the course, the uh, the students can go and visit this stuff, and they learn more. But they do make it sound intellectual. Like, for instance, in Wednesday's lecture, which focused almost entirely on Penny Lane, mm-hmm. uh, the, the professor encourages students to think of the Beatles as a cultural brand. This is oh right down God. your eye. Right. Yeah, yeah. Using the terms narrative theory and transmediality. Um, and last year, uh, there were street signs along Penny Lane that were defaced uh, during the Black Lives Matter okay. protests. 
because uh, the street was named after an 18th century slave trader, James oh. Penny. Oh. And so they, they were Go defacing it. Now, here's the question that the professor asked. Now, this is very mm-hmm. intellectual. What would happen if they changed the name to, like, Smith Lane? Wouldn't that hurt the city of Liverpool? Because people come and pose next right, to the sure. sign of Penny Lane. Yeah. That's a tourist attraction that will actually hurt the city. See, this is int- yeah. intellectual stuff that you're talking about. And I'm ready for some intellectual heft like what? this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me every Friday when we do the show, that's not the intellectual heft that you are looking for? <laughs> uh, there are 11 people in this master's program yeah, right, right now. Yeah. Three women. And all of them are single. <laughs> three women and eight men. Ages, a little bit of a range, yeah. a, a 21 to 67. Yeah, okay. Um, and, but here's the thing that may stop me. These people are kind of freakish. All right? Yeah, I would um, they're all long-term Beatle obsessives. Two of them have sons named Jude. It's a little. And then another one has one named George, which sure. is, I mean, yeah. come on. Another one has one called Eleanor Rigby. Really? A Truly? daughter named yeah. Eleanor Rigby. So it's probably not for me because those people are nuts. Right. Of right? course. Well, yeah. And not like me. I'm yeah. just a normal fan. Right. right. I mean, I hate. I have a son named John, right? Named after John Lennon, and yeah. I have another one named Sean, uh, after the song "Beautiful Boy" by John Lennon. Yeah, sure. And I and Sean's middle name is Harrison, <laughs> after George. And I yeah. do have an Abbey Road sign on the wall well, right there above my frame, Pete Best autograph photo. Right, and right behind you, there's the Meet the Beatles uh, yeah. parlophone. And there's the up. and there's the Beatles at Comiskey Park right. picture over there. There's my. My autograph, Ringo. And Where, where's the can of the... Yeah, the there's the, can, the Carlson can with John Lennon's... Uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, and I did quiver like a teenage girl when I met Ringo, yeah. and, and I almost passed out when I spoke to George Martin, and I did go on a Beatles walking tour of London, I, I, and I honestly said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, when they showed us Abbey Road and, yeah. and the old Apple Records building and Paul's offices. And and sure, I have every Beatles album on vinyl and cassette and CD and every remastered version that comes out. And I do have all nine episodes of the Beatles anthology on Laserdisc. And I have a whole box of Beatles books that I've read downstairs. And my garage is like a Beatles shrine right now. And But I don't have a problem like these freaks <laughs> right. that are taking this right. class. And you named your hammer maxwell uh, so when we were when we were in london a couple of well when i got you the the can it's about two two and a half years ago we of course went to abbey road and i'm mm-hmm. like wouldn't it be great if we took our picture you know crossing the street because i yeah. bet nobody else has done right. that right yes and you yes. go there and there's hundreds there's of people, a line right, of people right. waiting to and do everybody's it. about to get, you know all the stupid americans are they're the wrong side of the street the cars are driving and yep. they and the and the and the people are getting pissed and flipping off do you think Paul McCartney, let's say Paul McCartney is late for a dentist appointment. Uh-huh. Okay. And he lives in the area and he's get there. It's like, oh shit, I've got, you know, eight. Do your Paul impression. You can do a Paul impression. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. mean to say more popular than Jesus. <laughs> no, that's John. <laughs> that's John. <laughs> um, so he's late and he, and he goes on, you know, in the corner of Abbey Road and whatever. And he's like, mother. And he's honking his yeah, horn. I you know. know. He's like, well, now freaks. I, I went there also um, and, and, and tried to do that whole thing. And what you don't realize is the Beatles had somebody come out with like a, poli- a police officer and held up right. traffic yeah. so they could yeah. do it without because that's a really busy right. intersection. Right. Right. And the other thing you don't realize is that uh, they did it just like 
once or twice, and that was it. Like, I, somebody sent me, I think Scott, our, our lawyer, yeah. sent me pictures this week. Right, of them like right beforehand. Just Yeah, they're just kind of hanging out yeah, like, yeah. hey, yeah. Oh, you know, all right, oh, we're going to do the walking right, across right, the street right, thing right, now? Right. Okay, let's do right. it. And that was it. And it became the, what, one of the most iconic yep. photos of the 20th century. It, yeah. it did. All right, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. You know, I bet if you take the Masters Beetle class, or yeah. the Masters, by week four you're bitching about like yeah oh like, my god i got a paper duel about lucy in the sky yeah, right. with who gives a shit <laughs> my professor and my here comes the sun professor is such an asshole <laughs> we're spending all week on revolver all week <laughs> on revolver <laughs> like, yeah i know yeah. uh so anyway hey, can you a- take uh can you take notes for me today i'm really hung over uh you know <laughs> Uh, where where would the uh, lecture be? It would be room number nine, right? Oh, very uh, good, yeah. very good. Um, this is the part of the show where people uh, it's it's turned into a uh, a write in portion. Mm-hmm. And if you want to write in, you know, you can send it to my Rick at Eckhart's Press email. I've been getting emails there. You can also DM us at Minutia Men on uh, Twitter or at Rick Kempfer or Dave Stern. Uh, feel free to uh, send it. This one comes from Eric A through Twitter. Uh, Rick, we've had to hear your cub stories ad nauseum. <laughs> week after yeah. week. But what about White Sox stories? Did you ever meet any White Sox greats? Yeah. And yes. Well, I we have. we interviewed Jack McDowell. Yes, that's uh, right. I forgot about that. Um, Eric Soderholm. Yeah, that's right. We've had a couple yeah. on this show. Um, but um, I think my favorite Mike White Sox legend that I ever met was Minnie Minoso, mm-hmm. who I met several times. And we'd have him come out to, uh, we would do these uh, miniature golf tournaments at uh, Bunny Hutch. Remember the Bunny oh, Hutch? On, on Devon, it's still there, Devon and Lincoln. Yeah. In fact, you can get your book at the at the, at the the little snack shop at the Bunny Hutch. Which book? Every Cub Ever. You're kidding. No, I brought It's for sale there? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. I don't, well, this is a White Sox story, though. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we could get the Cubs in there yeah. again. Um, but here is the uh, here is the audio of what we would do. Um, Bob Surratt was hosting a show at that time called Fox Thing in the Morning on Fox in Chicago, and he would send a camera crew out there. And every year, we did the same bit where we would have Minnie Minoso standing next to John, and they would come to us live, and we would do this bit. All right, here we go. Let me find it for you. Uh, here's Landecker, John, John Rickards Landecker, and Minnie Minoso. You are mini minoso, and you are playing and uh, mini golf. That's every year, every year. <laughs> That's all we would do. Yeah, and I think like the third or fourth year, Mini Minoso looked at us like, "I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> right? Can't right. You I'm not. What? Well, I'm not a freak for <laughs> yeah, your amusement. Right. right. But Mini couldn't really speak English, even though he had been here for. Yeah. 50, he was like the baseball been very, very good to me yeah, guy. Right. He never really bothered to learn English. So you couldn't do an actual interview right. with him. Right. Well, wasn't, didn't he play in five decades or four? Yeah, I think it was four. The 50s, the 60s, the 70s. And, and the, the 80s. No, and the, yeah, in the 80s. And the 80s was yeah. just like a one, one at bat. bat to, right. Uh, yeah. And then 
didn't they tried to get him into in the and, 90s and, and the, jack mcdowell was yeah you're right and he said no so yeah. to get one at bat because I mean, the Sox were, were not freaks. Yeah. Like, you let the guy have one at bat, for yeah, God's yeah, sake. Yeah. All right. We, you know, if you listen to the Minutia Man Celebrity interview, uh, we have a, a guest Which on is another week. podcast it, that we have. It's, it's, an, it's our podcast. We host it. It's an interview show that we, you know, interview various different people every week. And in honor of the White Sox, we pulled out one of our uh, classic interviews this week. Tell everybody who it is. Uh, we've got our interview with D.B. Sweeney, and D.B. Sweeney is a, just a great actor, and he played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Eight Men Out. Right. Uh, and he's a, he was in another... Which is the ultimate White Sox oh, movie. fantastic. But he was did an, I think he did another White Sox thing, and he loves the White Sox. Every time he goes yep. to a White Sox, and he lives in the area. Yeah. Uh, and every time he goes to a White Sox game, people recognize him and go, hey, Shoeless Joe. Yeah. And we talked to him about other stuff, too. He was in Lonesome Dove and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of lots of other great stuff. Uh, listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, Amazon Music Podcast, opishows.com. We're actually, wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits and you'll find Minutia mm-hmm. Men Celebrity Interview. So, Rick, you got, uh, it's got what, when, when was the last time you went on vacation? Uh, it's It's been... 18 months. Okay. Well, what's going to happen next week? So I'm going on vacation next yeah, week. Okay. Taking the week off okay. from Manishman. Is that okay with you? Yeah. You're also taking a week off from Eckhart's Press. Yeah. We've got three yeah. books coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take care of everything. It's okay, good. Good, good, because I'm kind of counting on that. I'll have Dorothy and Accounts Payable help me out. Yeah, don't ask Ahmed from, uh, <laughs> from Afghanistan. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. I ordered 500 grenades, okay? <laughs> Not 450 grenades. <laughs> Quality control. <laughs> Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again in two, two weeks. weeks. With a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Radio Misfits, promo take 24. Guys, um, we are part of Radio Misfits Podcast Net. Radio Misfits, you idiots. We are part of... I didn't really make it intended to be a tongue twister. Yeah, I know. We are part of the Radio Misfits podcast. podcast. Promo 26. (laughs) I'll be here all day. We are part of Radio Misfit Podcast Network. uh, Close enough for government. Yeah, close enough, huh? Let me say it. Radio Misfits. Douchebags who can't speak. Hear it on the World Wide Web.